You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. September 1 is just about here, which means that it's time to talk about September call-ups for all of our teams at Major League Baseball, including the San Diego Padres. I'm Allison Sutter. I'm here with A.J. Casavell. AJ, um, so yeah, what's what's going on with the Padres in terms of who they might be thinking about calling up, and is this an I guess this would be an audition for next year. Um, so, what is their philosophy on this? Well, their philosophy is right, right now their Pacific Coast League team in El Paso is uh, they, their their magic number to win the division is two. They're going to be in the Pacific Coast League playoffs. They want to get as many of their big name top youngsters uh, postseason experience. And so guys like Austin Hedges, Hunter Renfro, Manny Margo, kind of their, their main top guys are going to stay at AAA. So as far as uh, what we're going to see when the calendar flips to September, it's, it's basically going to be some reinforcements in the bullpen. You'll see Ryan Booker called up. He was sent down uh, a couple weeks ago basically because of arm fatigue, uh, no injury, nothing of, that, nothing of this sort. Just the fact that he's thrown more innings than he ever has. So you'll see guys like him called up. Uh, they've already – they just selected uh, Hector Sanchez's uh, contract for AAA, so he'll be up. Uh, so the, the short-term reinforcements are probably not as exciting or glamorous as the long-term reinforcements, but I think pretty much around September 10th or 15th or whenever the PCL season ends for El Paso, you'll see some of these big-name prospects that everyone's been waiting for called up to the Padres. It's funny because I, when I talk to analytics people, I mean, not every analytics person, but a, a couple different ones. Um, and, you know, I, I ask, like, can, is it important for a young player to understand what uh, winning means when they go through the minor leagues? Like, does it matter if they play on terrible teams or if they're playing on good teams? Do they learn how to play the game in a different way? Um, you know, with things on the line. And um, it's conversation that, like, some of these guys can't even have because you can't, like, put it on paper and run it through algorithms and whatever mm-hmm. spreadsheets they have. But there is something to be said about your in your development, like, understanding and being a part of uh, winning and trying to get to a playoff. And I can't imagine that there's anything more valuable than having these guys experience it before they get to the big leagues. Do you agree? I agree, and I also think there's another, there's kind of another way of looking at it. The fact they already have a, a team full of young guys that they're who they're giving a chance to at the major league level right now. So when the when the other young guys come up, they would really just it's not like they're supplanting uh, these veterans who are all going to leave in the off season. You guys like Travis Jankowski and Alex Dickerson and Ryan Schimpf who are who are kind of what, trying to establish themselves for next year at the major league level. So it's not like uh, at the beginning of the season, the roster was full of, uh, of a few veterans who they're looking to unload. I think right now it makes the most sense for the Padres to just to, to, to do exactly what they're doing. Get these the, the younger guys, the, the prospects who are 21, 22, 23 years old, uh, the experience of, of winning, maybe going through a playoff run. Uh, like you said, it, there's no there's no tangible evidence we have that that'll that that will help in the future. But if you think about it psychologically, it has to. Uh, so give them that experience of, of going through a playoff run, and at the same time, give guys like Travis Jankowski and Alex Dickerson and Jabari Blash, if he's healthy, Ryan Schimpf, a chance to kind of cement them themselves, their place in the roster for next season. So you have an inbox up on the Padres website, and I get very excited when I see the beat reporters post inboxes. Um, and one of the questions was regarding um, second base for 2017. So what have you uh, gleaned from the conversations you've had with Andy Green on, on where second base is going for next spring training? 
Well, I think Ryan Schiff right now, the way he's playing, uh, it, it, it sounds like Andy Green, said, Andy Green has said multiple times it's an open competition, but the way Ryan Schiff is playing right now, if he, if he keeps this up and if he doesn't show any signs of slowing this, there is a spot for him on any lineup anywhere. It's not that that's not uh, that's not up for debate. He, his slugging numbers are are absurd. I think he was at, if if this holds up right now, he'd be the first player in history uh, with as many plate appearances as he has to slug above 600 with a batting average below 250. So he is uh, he's nothing sort of spectacular right now. Now is it sustainable? Absolutely not. Can he, can he play at this level? At, at somewhere close to this level, though, is this the type of player that he is? I think the answer to that, the Padres think, is yes. So uh, they obviously have Corey Spangenberg, and it's not like they've given up with Corey Spangenberg. He's, uh, he's two years younger than Ryan Schimp. He's, uh, he's he, he was one of their top prospects. So he showed, they, they gave him the this, this starting second baseman job, and they batted him second on opening day because they like what he can do. Um, both of them have some experience at third base. Brian Schimpf played left field in Tampa Bay. I don't know whether that's a possibility, but if both of them are hitting like they think they can hit, uh, I think they're, they, the Padres are, might be creative enough to try and find a spot for both of them in the lineup. Uh, the other, the one thing, uh, Ryan Schimpf, if, if there's one weakness in his game, it's his uh, it's defense, it's namely his range. He's been relatively solid on on. On most routine grounders, he hasn't really he hasn't done anything to kind of hurt the Padres there. But he, he he could help the Padres a little bit with a bit more range. And so I think that's the one thing uh, he'll need to work on in the off season if he wants to kind of lock up that job. Yeah, with Spangenberg, I mean that's got to be frustrating for them, right? Because it's health issues, and they, like you said, a top prospect, number one pick, not too, not terribly long ago. Um, and I know that they really like what he is and what he can be when he's healthy. So that's got to be a little disheartening for them to to be watching sort of him not be able to really grow into what they think he can be. Yeah, and they they still think there's time, but it, it is concerning when he's lost, I think, three of the past five seasons, like a big chunk of the year, two injuries, and I think uh, that that's the concerning thing, not the fact that not the, uh, it, that he lost a year of development. That's obviously not good, but he can still kind of blossom into the player they hope he is, but if the injuries become a trend going forward uh, and he never realized potential, I think that would upset the Padres the most. Um, so I was looking at uh, what's coming up for next season payroll-wise. So they had like a $99 million payroll this year. They actually had a $108 million payroll last year. And um, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but um, I was getting that from that wonderful Cost Baseball Contracts website. Um, so, so much of their payroll obligations for next year are for players that aren't playing for them anymore. Um, so like thirty, almost $34 million in that. They have 12 arbitration eligibles coming up um so a lot of decisions have to be made and um i mean just in terms of i mean you've not it's too early to really speculate but is it a floating payroll with them i mean it seems to fluctuate with whatever um they feel that they need to do and whatever they can do but um, it's not a terrible payroll i mean it's it's uh it could be you know i mean it's it's not like they have to scrimp and save on every single thing right no and they the one thing they they saved some I mean, we're in Atlanta right now. It's fitting. They saved a lot of money with that Matt Kemp trade. Uh, obviously, they do not have Matt Kemp any longer. That's, that's the, the other side of the coin. But they saved, I think, $33 million of that trade. But they're still going to be paying contracts to guys who are no longer on the team. Assuming James Shield uh, stays in Chicago and doesn't opt out, they'll be paying him. They'll be paying P.J. Upton in Toronto. Uh, they'll be paying Matt Kemp. So it, uh, part, of, part of that is uh, I, I think the payroll going forward – they're not as they might be 
willing to sign maybe a veteran outfielder to kind of help bring these young outfielders along, and they might be willing to sign a veteran pitcher or something like that and, and put a little bit of money into it. But um, they're, right now it's, it's a complete youth movement. You see it on the field with the fact they're running out lineups with six rookies and nine guys, all of whom are still under team control for a couple more years. So in, in terms of payroll, it'll, 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 it'll definitely be probably downgraded from this year. Okay. All right. Very interesting. Thank you so much, AJ. Catch up with you soon. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.